An iceberg? Oh, come on. That just came out of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. And I am Cedius. And today we are joined by two guests. I am Sam. I'm Derek. Welcome. Hello. We've let them out of the basement where we've been keeping them for the last two weeks, and we're going to ply them with more scotch. Yay! Hey, don't don't let them fool you, folks. It's a really nice basement. It is. It it's is. really. It's got a pool table. No, wait. Was that a? Well, it's it a bumper pool. Bumper table. pool. Sorry, yeah. different, different. Yeah. Different. We had a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Don't make it sound like and weird. They, and they were only giving us cans of beans, but they were good cans of beans. <laughs> really they good. Were, they were the good. The yeah, yeah. The good beans. It was yeah. the good Heinz. Good Heinz beans. What are you pouring us here? What is this scotch? This is scotch. This is uh. I'll I'll tell you the the title of on the the label okay. in one moment when I am done pouring all four of the pours. This here be Glen Meringi, Glen dark place. <laughs> Glen Meringi's dark place. The barrel select release, which sounds like some weird gymnastic. Yeah. Um, so I oh, was Russian Jeff uh, only giving her seven point mid- five. <laughs> Must have been that barrel select release. <laughs> Mm. Midway on the um, the color, a little on the dark side, but yep, it, it, it's the amber color again. Uh, very <clears throat> Merengian yeah. nose. So there's a it's got a brightness to it. There's definitely some some citrus undertones. I'm getting a little floral, a little sweet uh, floral scent. I'm not able. Uh, there are many things that I I'm like. And that's as far as I go. And that's some, there are some people who are like, let me tell you which flower it is. And I'm like, good luck. Because I won't. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I see your floral. I, I also get a strong honey. It's pleasant. Not over, And it's not overly strong, though. No, it also doesn't smell strongly of alcohol, either. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting a certain me. amount of isopropyl under it for me, but... Mm. Oh. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. Well, howdy wow. duty. You two were buddies, weren't you? Sorry, Garth Moringi's dark place just came out of me. Ha! Now that... Frank Booth all of a sudden. What that is an old man whiskey right there. <laughs> that is an old man there, there, whiskey. There's, 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 Where there's... is the rebel base? <laughs> um, Oof. I, I, it is not a cask strength, and I don't want to spoil it, but it is an up there strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. It's got some punch. Woofda. To quote the... Uh, Definitely warming. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's the finish, a little tannic. Oh, I'm trying. There's something that I, I can't put my, my finger on. The palate, wants, you know, it definitely okay. has a little popsicle stick to it. Here, Yeah, but here's the weirdness, and I totally acknowledge, I have no idea why I'm, I'm this is what I'm thinking. Spaghetti <laughs> sauce. I also have no idea why I, you're thinking that. <laughs> Spaghetti sauce, yeah, like ragu. Uh, or well, like I, I think it's stuff. I think it's that there because I just took a little tiny sip mm-hmm. instead of the fuller sip I had before. And there's a certain like when you first taste it, there's like a certain sweetness, but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you get hit with this like acidic like mm-hmm. burn. And, and it, I think I think that's where like the tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but I mean, even I was like, why is this what I'm thinking? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, this 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 is one you don't take a sip and then inhale if you like your lungs. Nope. That's that's not a good plan. Because that cleared out my sinuses a little bit there. I mean Ooh, speaking of which I gotta pop some Pepsi at AC. <laughs> Give me some heartburn, man. Shit. It's um Oh, there's I the popsicle stick just yep. thwacked me in the in the nose. Uh yeah. Gotta take my nitro. That's um that's not my favorite scotch. Yeah, de- def- definitely some tannic, definitely some orange. Yeah, yeah, the Glenmorangie classic orange. Yeah, and and definitely some some um, just can't pepper in the finish. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's um, that's a spicy banana. I would go as far as that's that's a little abusive. Yeah. I feel I feel like I've just been taken advantage of. I feel like this is one that you should put an ice cube in it and let it mm. let it melt a little bit. I mean, with with a little water. On more vanilla. Little bit of tear, let me down. I've got some burl. I'm tasting burl eyes. <laughs> you mean 
animated (laughs) snowman. No, animated snowman. Mm. No, hardcore, real goatee wearing Burl Ives, Ah. the guy who beat his wife. Oh, that Burl Ives. Sorry, I'm thinking of Bing Crosby, Uh, but. Oh, no, but I think Burl Ives threw some punches at some kids. You can yes. tell. But sometimes you got to let them know their plea. Are you, are you frosty? <laughs> Get away from me, kid. Oh, Bing Crosby. <sighs> Denise Crosby. Oh, yeah, it's got a little Denise Crosby to it. Quitting halfway through. Here now. <laughs> no, this is, uh, I mean. Actually, with a little bit of water. Dousing some water in it? Yeah. It's not as bitey. Yeah. See, see, the and nose makes me think it's going to bite me harder. No, I'm I'm with them on on uh, wet. It's uh, it's got a little. It's, it's a little smooth down a bit. Yeah. yeah, the I'm still not a big fan of the mouth of the the body and the finish. It's a little more tannic than I like. Here's the thing. I am I've said before. I'm not a fan of um, Cabernet Sauvignon wines because I find them way on the average way too tannic. Yeah. And scotches that have that hi, are you are you do you want to lick some oak? Yeah, uh, are not my favorites, and this is definitely in the mmm oakiness. Yeah, see, see, the 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 nose to me is if you if you took uh, a little bit of ice, some some rubbing alcohol, and then added uh, some uh, oak finished Robitussin. Mm. And yeah, it's uh, uh, it's still in the back of my throat, man. Yeah, that's the thing. This is this is the kind of whiskey where, like you're saying, Sam, like I definitely feel like this could give me heartburn. Like, yeah, it it's immediately very, it's got a very acid feel to it. Yeah, that's I was like, get, get in my belly, Pepsi. Okay, so so the water did it certainly smoothed it out. Yeah, lots of things. Uh, it's on still the got palate something. And the, there. Yeah, it's definitely a little acidic. Um, I'm going with another, even though I don't have much left. Let me do the same. I'm gonna see what happens when you. Double. See, I'm I'm still just getting a oak aged cherry cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I mean the 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 bite goes down with water. It definitely still has a good solid flavor. I'm just not a fan of the flavor. I mean, hmm. well, uh, it's keeping to our fifty fifty. The Glenmorangie has mm-hmm. been. We we just did a taste of forest last time, which was beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, this is this is uh failing to uh meet expectations. It's sort of it's there's yeah. it's like fringe shows. <coughs> since since we're on that kick. Sure. You'd never know. I mean, even with even with something where like the same distillery, same same bunch, sometimes the show's good and sometimes you're like, "Oh, oh, that that missed. You and, didn't why did why did you make that choice?" And I don't know if this is this is Obviously, maybe a good thing for a friend show, but not a good thing for a scotch. Uh, it's it's sticking with you a little too long. Yep. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still tasting it. Yeah, I don't want to think too much about a friend show later. I've had some that I still think about that to this day. But this has got that sort of way homer feel. You only get it on the way home type of feel. Like, wow, this I don't want to keep tasting this. It's good. It's okay. But, but the, the aftertaste that sticks with you is kind of like you just spent the night drinking whiskey and then you... Like burped, yeah. See, because there's some fringe bits that my wife and I still laugh about and enjoy more than a decade later. Yeah, I think it was the, the Oracle of Shakopee with hmm. the famous, famous A B L. That's how you become a great actor. Always be loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's most fringe shows. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, there was a certain self-referential. Yeah. But, you know, that, that to me is, if you can do a friend show, if, you, if in one hour or 40 whatever minutes that you have, because it's technically an hour, but I don't think anyone, you don't get a full hour, do you? No, you can go up to an hour. Right at that edge. At, it's, you can go right to six. Well, last year they reduced it just because of, they hmm. wanted more time for people to move in and out because of some COVID restrictions. Oh, right. But, but that's gone this year. So Okay. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. But practically, you have sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Most shows don't go to sixty. They're you really shouldn't fifty something. Yeah, most tap out at about fifty to fifty-five. Although Josh Carson, the way he writes scripts, he writes he overwrites. He writes ninety he, minutes of material and makes the actors hustle ass and pick up cues. And I'm telling you, I think he's only had one instance where the tech had to turn the lights out. 
because that's what they'll do. Um, yeah. But mostly, he has casts who will... Just man, talk fast. I mean, to the point where, like, you're missing jokes. Like, he knows that you need to pause a tiny bit, but the man, uh, to his credit, really insists on, like, getting as much in there, but to the point where you're like, oh, damn it, I missed the whole thing because I was laughing <laughs> you, too much. Might have been better to make it 40 or 62 minutes. Just write, of... just write 30 pages. Yeah. And you can riff a little bit here and there, but write 30 pages. That's a good, that's a decent friend show. Just uh-huh. give it that time. But, uh, you know, if you can, in, in an hour, if yeah. you can leave a memory that lasts more than a year, yeah. I think you've done a great show. Whether it was a good show or a not-so-good show, you have left a memory. I still have people coming up to me going, Airport Lounge! Airport Lounge! Amber Airport ha- Lounge! Amber has that saved in her phone, and she uses it as one of her alarms. It's a show so, I wrote in 2010 called A Sad Carousel, and I have people constantly going, yeah, that's... So every once in a while her phone goes off, and I just hear you going, Airport Lounge! The Airport, Airport Lounge! Lounge. <laughs> the Airport Lounge! I had to be there. It's like somebody... Describing an improv. It's like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. This isn't funny. I, it's great. <laughs> this is great that you have this in your heart, and this is wonderful. You can't just describe improv. I was either there or I wasn't. And you can't repeat it. Sorry, I love improv. I'm just... But but there's, there's improv things you can't... Well, it's not improv's fault, but... No. The point of improv is the improvisation right. and the humor of the moment. Let me describe it. Bob was standing three feet to the left. But you will have improv people making their statuses on Facebook about improv shows, and you're like, I uh, just, uh, okay, you know, I'll it's, take it's, credit, I, I'll take your word for it. It's but. like jazz, man. You know, it's about the jokes you don't make. <laughs> I could have I heard those notes at home. <laughs> so, this was 47.3%. 47? Point three. Mm, mad. Fractions. Damn you, fractions. <laughs> what we were drinking was Glen Morangi's Barrel Select Release. It's it's really. I mean, it's it's kind of a shame because it is. I think they could have selected a different barrel. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe Crafted by the sixteenth men of Tain. They should have shot this out of two barrels. This is the Malaga cask finish. Now we're just making a Full of Malaga. Mm-hmm. Making up for The first Phil Malaga Dulce wine. Bottled in 2020. Aged for 12 years. Also non-chill filtered. Small batch release. From master distiller. Dr. Bill Lusden. Thank you, Michael Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you sound like Michael Dorn. It's really good. It's a good Michael Dorn impression. A sweet and rich whiskey. This Malaga cask finish, small batch release, brings uniquely honeyed and gentle spicy t- tones, sorry, notes, to Glen Morangi's smooth style. My arm was broken, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good day to die. This is a good day to drink whiskey and die. Prune juice. <laughs> a That's warrior's right. drink. Prune juice. <laughs> oh, I'll admit it, I've only seen one episode of Deep Space Nine. And I really, I'm, I'm gonna eventually get on that thing. Get on that. It's really man. tough. It's really tough. I really enjoyed Voyager. I hate to say it. I had that whole year. I, I hate to hear it. See, watching I'm, I'm, Voyager. I'm, I'm the other way. I'm still struggling to make it through Voyager because I just can't. I'm not saying it's a great, but I think I heard so many bad things about mm-hmm. it that I was expecting it to be just over oh, the top bad. And, no, and there's some like true. any Trek series. There's some really good moments there, and some really are. horrible. And, and, moments. And, I'll, and I'll admit, everyone gives Threshold a bad name. I watched the episodes like, okay, it's not a good episode. It's not that bad. No, it's you. You have to un- give it credit for the content. Like the first year of any series. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. TMG had some far worse stinkers. Ooh, that oh, first, God, yes. first like, uh, Code of Honor, like uh, the, the first season of any Star Trek. Enterprise yeah, right. It's just going to be. That is and bad. The, the thing that I am so unhappy with Voyager for yeah. is they had so much they could have done yeah. and they didn't. That's the whole dynamic a, between the Federation and the Maquis that could have been there and mm-hmm. it just like abandoned after they're like, they just stop four, four episodes. Uh, you know, we'll reference it once in a rare while, but yeah. it really doesn't have any impact anymore. And I'm like, yeah. really? That could or, have been the whole show. Like, that could or, have been really compelling, at least 
Well, I mean, they, they they kept it going a little bit longer than that, in so well, far yeah, as, as, was... as like you know, Seska and the betrayal of Seska. Oh, that's really, right, the whole it, Seska it, thing. It's, yeah. it's, but but even that got old pretty quick. Yeah, and, and the Kazan themselves got old very oh, fast. Yeah. The, the the thing that you know, I I one of the big frustrations I had, and I had somebody explain with absolutely good reasons why it was the way it was, was the ship. The, well, they made a big deal about the ship not having repair yards. Hmm. And so the ship should have progressively gotten yep. more worn. And I was like, why didn't they do that? Which and, they did with Enterprise, right. by the way. Well, the reason that they didn't is because they knew it was going to be shown out of order when it went into rotation. Yeah. And they didn't want to have show, you know, two shows shown back, shown back to back where yeah. it goes from crap <laughs> beaten up to spotless. And everyone who isn't a devotee right. is like, what the hell? That said, it felt like be, if you know that you can't do certain things, don't set the show up where it's like, yeah. all right, you've just told everyone on your crew that you're not getting home. We're going to try, but it's going to be like 40 years. Yes. Sadly. And you're going to try and maintain the exact same normal level of discipline. Really? Yeah. I mean, after after... A while, don't you understand? Life will change, and and they just sort of. I felt I felt like they didn't utilize the setup they had in a way that was good for yeah. the show. Well, I, I feel like because Voyager came on the heels of DS Nine, and DS Nine evolved into long story arcs and not episodic. Yeah, right? Right. and I think that they thought they were going to do that with Voyager, and then somewhere along the way, like higher ups are like, no, 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 it's got to be episodic. Mm. So fuck all that. Well, those same people were like, bring a sexy Borg into Yeah. We need more younger viewers. Like, the biggest, <laughs> you know, the one thing you don't say in a Star Trek series, like, we need younger viewers. Like, that's not going to be a thing that anybody, is going to happen, generally. Like, un, in, unless you're talking about now in 2023, and you're like, let's just do Below Decks. It's kind of a fun, old Trekkie, new Trekkie. But, like, when they got rid of What's Her Nuts and decided... Let's bring on this two of deep. I was gonna say six of nine, but um, honestly, I felt so. What you hear behind the scenes stuff about her and all the hell they put her. All the hell, like yeah. and she. My, my hats off to her. No shit for sticking man. for for doing for having a character that I thought was a good character, and yeah. she acted it well in such a shitty environment. Yeah. Well, Mulgrew had some problems because she was like, well, now is it just about TNA? What, what are mm-hmm. we doing now? It's like, I thought we were doing a show. Also, you know, she's the Mulgrew was the lead. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a, you know, say what you want to say about actors, and people do. But like when I talk about <laughs> being an actor, I'm like, you know, there's a person who goes, well, don't actors have big egos? I'm like, you would have to have a giant steel-plated ego just to get through a lot of rejection that goes through this business. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not good enough, your teeth are fucked up, you're a dumpy, fat ass. That's just about me. But I'm just like, but really, like, somebody like Mulgrew has to be like, yeah, but I'm, in theory, the lead in this show, and you've told me such, and now you're bringing this person in, and it's undermining storylines I could be you know, at the center of, but not so much that you hear interviews now where she's just like, it's water under the bridge, whatever. Like, yeah. But like the idea that like, you know, she thought the show has more integrity than just bringing a, you know, pretty face in. And it's like, but this character and this actor is way more than that. I know that's what she is on face value, but when you look at what she can do and what she did in that series. Mm -hmm. And since then you go, it it was, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to her as an actor Mm -hmm. or as a character. Yeah, I, so, I, the the only other thing I've seen Jerry Ryan in is Leverage, and I liked her in that. So mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen great. the episodes of Picard, which I'm not totally thrilled with, and she's really good in that. But yeah. that's if you want her playing seven or nine again. But but whatever. well, the nice thing is she's now playing the character seven of nine right. instead of being right. the, uh, the 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 face. The thing seven of nine. I mean, yeah, I don't know right. how to phrase it well, yeah. but it's it's like in in Voyager, in Voyager, it was. I mean, that was the joke we always made was uh, it's not seven of nine, it's two of deep. Right. It was all about look, I have her in a cat suit, <laughs> and yeah. and it's like, well, it's an interesting character. It's a well act. It's a talented actress or talented actor who is 
has an interesting backstory and yeah. arc going forward. And I really wish they wouldn't keep her in a cat suit because that is just, I mean, it's offensive. It's yeah. not in a, oh, I can't bear to see an attractive woman, but in a, why? That's, yeah. it's so antithetical to the ideas of Star Trek also. Yeah. yeah. I felt the same about some of the dresses they put Deanna in too. Oh, TNG, God. So. Well, she has complaints about that too, but I've yeah. heard she complains about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> although, although. <laughs> Kudos to all the actors because the, yeah. the the stories that they all tell happily about you know I feel anger and and, yeah. and um, Patrick Stewart would be of course you do <laughs> for God's sake I think a lot of the schedules of how they were shooting those shows too you hear about the breakneck speed with which they were shooting just TNG and that might have slowed slowed down a little bit with Deep Space Nine and maybe even Voyager but. You know, they they were cranking out at least oh, in shit. TNG. You're doing twenty six one hour episodes yeah. every right. year. You're you. There's no time to stop. Are we good? All right, next setup. Like they're <laughs> yeah. literally like cranking and, the shit out. Yeah, and, and not no just one... like and not just like soap opera shit, but like that's no. going to have like special effects and fight scenes mm-hmm. and like. And what's our budget for this episode? Yeah, like yep. oh, what is this centered around? Is this centered uh, around Jordy? Is it centered around Riker? God, uh, I hope not. How much? But, can you expl- know. Hey, how much can explode? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, right. What are we reusing in terms of effects? How many aliens do we have? Right. And and um, they also, uh, you know, there was no time to be like, okay, technically this has conflict with something we've talked about in this other episode. Right. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> just you know, cut, print. Yeah. Just shoot it. We're actually burning film right now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> These oh, aren't memory cards. I what feel, are memory cards? Exactly. There's film being now. Yeah. All right. Lamarangi. Wow. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, Malaga. And I, I have to admit, jokes aside, I don't even know what Malaga is. They sure say it a lot on the label, though. Yeah. I mean, M A L A G A. Is it I, is it the cask that it's aged in? Is that yeah. I, I, yeah. It must be some kind of wine then. Right? So it's a first fill Malaga, which means it it is it was filled with Malaga. Whatever they did with whatever that was, and then the hmm. first fill of the scotch into it. I feel like these guys are full of Malaga. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not. I was not pleased with it. Wet. I, this this is a great example of that small percentage of scotches I like wet. It definitely yeah. improved, but it improved from to I drink it. I'm gonna go to five. It's not the worst thing by a long shot, yeah. but I'm unimpressed. I didn't like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably rate it a little bit lower. I'd probably go around the two range again. Yeah, like that that, <laughs> that first sip we had where everybody was just, oh! Yeah. yeah. That was, that's a whiskey that's ver- just verging on, like, this could be a line in a Tom Waits song. Like, yeah. The, the little... When you wanna, when you wanna get that nice uh, scotch aftershave, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a two, two point oh. Just, just because it just, yeah, it was like the that just, that first taste was it's that, brutal. It was brutal. There, there's a movie. I just, I swear to God, I was just watching a YouTube video uh, about. And it's like, don't drink that. Like it's like an Indiana Jones <laughs> thing. It's like just don't, no, don't drink that. And it just it feels like one of those things where somebody passes you a drink and, and somebody should be... Like, should be a dead monkey? Don't, don't yeah. drink that, yeah. yeah. Bad, bad scotch. Bad, bad scotch. Now, if there was like a scorpion preserved in this, then I would, uh, you know... Maybe. Uh, you know, the, the taste would probably be appropriate. I yeah. Guess. Ooh, scorpion. First fill scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> so Fried monkey brains. So, so, so are we suggesting this is the Malort of scotch? Because that's... <laughs> yeah. I think it could be... Ooh. No, I'm, I, I believe you hit the nail upon the top by calling it a 2.5. Um, I, I, I'm right there with you. This is, this is not exciting. It is the rare case where water makes it better. Um, I'd be interested to see if chilled and or with ice cube mm-hmm. does anything for it. Um, but I, again, this Glenn Ramsey's that 50-50 distillery yeah. with us. Like half of them are good and half of them are like, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And, and we, Master we, distiller. Bill, whatever it was, Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Bill, yeah, oh, oh Doctor Bill, yeah, Don't yeah, yeah. Doctor Alex Anonymous, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Bill Lumsden, 
Did did you go to like Scotch school to get that degree? Or I'm that, a Scotchologist. Or yeah. or is that like you were, uh, you know, you got a degree in physical education? No and, man, and you do Scotch now. <laughs> it feels like one of those 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 things on I don't know biography back in the day where it's like. Oh, it says uh, here on the Chiron that he's a hee-haw historian. I'm like, what? You're a hee-haw historian? This is like, I am a doctor in scotch. So you get drunk every night. That's great. Um, no. My studies have extended far beyond my, my schooling. It's far beyond my schooling into the gutter where I beg for change. Uh, Malaga. Well, I'm a doctor of sketch. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Malaga sounds like Belloc. You know, it's one of those Indiana Jones yeah. villains. It's Malaga. But me, I'm going for a postdoc. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So, let's see. Uh, when does or did Fringe start? This is, this is probably going to come out after. Fringe. Nearly 30 years ago. That would be 1994. I'm not kidding. Yep. 1994. I, I believe you, but I was thinking more... August 3rd. Thank you. Oh, is that the day? 1994 is... It's, it, we're one year from its 30th anniversary. My wife actually did a Fringe show in 1997. Still has the magnet to wow. prove. Oh, they, oh. Wait, they gave magnets as proof? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, on, on that whole math is weird thing, if this actually is the 30th fringe. Yeah. If you add oh, 30, technically this yeah. is 30th fringe. Okay. Yeah. Because your zero is oh, one. That was so one. It's, it's a zero-based array. and Yeah. But so, yes. Nerd. So your first anniversary yes. season is actually your second season. Did, didn't we right. just get done having a 10-minute discussion of Star Trek? I yeah. feel we're all on board here. <laughs> I, I feel that perhaps we're nerds. But yes, fringe. So anyway, let's talk about Babylon 5 now. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. So Stephen first, I'm, I'm in my forward. opinion, oh, he, really, he really just jumped the shark when it came to Babylon 5 because I think <gasps> his greatest work, yes, I'll say it, was in Animal House and <laughs> Scavenger Hunt. Yeah, that's okay. I'm more of a Farscape guy. Oh, Farscape, uh, I really like that. that. See, that's one I haven't... I, I own it on DVD and haven't got You scene, need to watch Farscape. Oh, God, it's so fun. such a fun hint. And... His scenes Ooh. with Mr. Morton are classics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I explained to my 11-year-old daughter that scene. Yeah. And, and so now she knows the little wave... <laughs> And she, she's, uh, she's looking forward to using that at camp. Okay, I gotta say this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping the Stephen First uh, I shouldn't have said here. Babylon 5. No, you shouldn't have, because I'm going to talk about Stephen First for the rest of this podcast. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows, St. Elsewhere, he was really insanely good in that show. Well, he was really so insanely good. He, I mean, he was, yes. I mean, he, he, was, so he good. was both a delightful human being... Yeah. And a talented actor. Yeah. Uh, more versatile than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Like, suddenly you're like, oh, wow, he can play that? All I right. mean, for somebody who had hair that kind of did this weird... Yeah, he had a weird skullet for a long time. <laughs> so, we are trying the Memis Malt. Memis? What? Is it, I thought it was Wemis. Wemis. Oh, that's a... Okay, a w, in the yeah. light here, it was oh, a... Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that, that label is see, kind of... And this, and this is why I'm glad that we have killed handwriting classes because nobody should write like this. Yeah, but look at spin this around. Like this is, this is in. It's not in cursive. It just it's but, not a great label. Well, yeah. I'm also going to that say... that looks like somebody printed it off at home. It did. Yeah. yeah any, it anytime, anytime you have black on blue, yeah. you're just like I really don't want people to read this. Or I didn't. My my nephew was a designer. Is that's what it is. <laughs> You get that a lot in advertising. Oh, he's so talented, though, with everything he does with the computer. And we don't have to pay nearly as many of these agency fees. I think we're paying for emails and phone calls, aren't we? So, so I'm I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I'm reading the back of the box. It's actually, what? It's Weems. Okay. Weems? Which, which is uh, Scots for caves. Caves. All right. So this is what you drink when you're lost in a cave. Well, it smells like a shoe in a cave. <gasps> yeah. I really smell like the like it's the peat. That's what I'm smelling. But it smells like rubber, man. Oh yeah, I get that too. Yeah, it smells like the bottom of one of those tubs, rubber made tubs you buy at now, Target. I haven't tasted it yet, but I really feel this is going to be one of those like campfire tasting. Well, yeah, give it a swig. Oh, I see, see, you, I, I definitely get the rubber made thing you're talking yeah. about. There, so. I mean, what yeah. is that? But is that the peat? I don't know what that is. Like, is it is it the peat? Well, when I, the first time I smelled it, like I did smell like the peaty, like there's. Smoke. But, yeah, what am I? But now, I'm, yeah, but now I'm, I am getting that smell of like there's 
When you open a fresh Rubbermaid container, like yeah. that smell. But in this case, I'd say it's a fresh Rubbermaid container where somebody started a small fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because it's got that and, little bit And of... I don't mean, like, plastic fumes that are... No, no, no. No. Hmm. That's interesting, question mark? <laughs> Weems. Get out of here with your pronunciations. Oh, yeah. Of English. Weems. Oh, I guess we- Weemus. Ooh. It's not Weemus. That's... That, yeah. That's interesting. Now that's the smoke taste that really that I don't like. like Whoa, that's aggressively smoky. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like that's like the guy who walks up and goes, "Smoke, you want some smoke? I got smoke." <laughs> oh yeah, the smoke dealer. <laughs> hey, no, hey, hey Mac, you want some smoke? It's coming out of his jacket. <laughs> so, so, so someone someone just like went up to the barrel with a with a bottle of liquid smoke and just like, yeah. liquid smoke. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what it is. It's like that fake like, yeah, this, this, smoke flavor. Yeah, here's, here's, here's jerky smoke. Here's one of the interesting things about this though. This is a single cask, which means, as we have learned, crapshoot. Hmm. So what they do normally um, when they're making single malt scotch is. First of all, the age statement is the youngest scotch that's used. Okay. And they will start... it. So a lot of them don't have age statements because it means that they have put something in that's three or five years old. Okay. By law, it can't be younger than three years and be called a single malt. Mm. Um, by Scottish law. So anyway, what they will do is they will... It has to be from one distillery and they will take percentages from different barrels and mix them together to get the the flavor that they want. So it's kind of a blended whiskey situation. Well, it's a single malt in the sense that it is all the whatever, like the Glen Morangi distillery. This is a 12-year-old. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have other scotches, but it means the youngest is 12. Yeah. And what they will do is they will blend them together so that you get the flavor profile and they can make... Whatever volume they're trying to make. Oh. Yeah. Single barrel is just that. They may have a hundred barrels or whatever number of barrels, but this bottle was decanted from one pure barrel. Mm. There's no mixing. That can be awesome, and it can be oh shit, <laughs> it sucks. And uh, yes, we we've had an example on the show back in season one, the the podcast that we effectively spun off from. The hosts of that show were on with us. And former co-host Dave had brought his bottle of something that he and I had both bought. Mm. And we had his on the show. And I was very irritated because his was tasty and mm. mine wasn't. And I wanted to get everybody else's opinion. So we, so we grabbed my bottle and we had that. And everybody universally agreed. My bottle was a full point or more less than his. And mm. it was ostensibly the same thing with right. a single barrel. Oh, classic Scotch podcast. So this is a story I've heard many times. <laughs> so, 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 so the other, the other note. I mean, am, am I the only person getting like a seaweedness to this? No, there's definitely a salty. I I get where you're going with the seaweed. I'm not sure I would have said that, but I can see exactly what you mean. It has a, a definite salty quality, and there's definitely a like mulchy plant matter thing behind the smoke to me. Hmm. Maybe it's just I'm reading the smoke weird. Maybe it's part of my sick. I don't know, but it's... I, I'm, you know, it, it's a little overwhelming, but um, it, it's, it, it, it's kelp. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watered it down, and <clears throat> I'm getting less of the aggressive smoke, but I can still really feel like that PD. It's still of, got that plasticky yeah. taste to it, even if I got, a, I got maybe three drops in there, and it's I'm, still... I'm not really getting the plastic. Um I, oh, I get that from the, the, I, I, the flavor. That was from the smell, like from the flavor, from the taste. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tasting what I'm tasting, but it, the, I mean, I'm, I'm tasting less smoke than I am. Just kind of this weird. It might be the the peatiness of it, but it kind of tastes plastic. Couple drops of water definitely has brought it in with uh, a little more alcohol burn. Still, like a big smack in the face with smoke. And, well, and Pete, yeah. I mean, big, yeah, big smoke. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give Sam some credit here, though. There's, there's definitely uh, like artificialness. Like, there's, there's a, like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a plasticky something. It's, it's like you're licking the the inside of the Rubbermaid container in addition to whatever else you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see what you're. It, it still feels I, like you're t- talking about, like somebody literally 
doused it and threw out threw in some liquid smoke. That artificial yeah. smoky taste, not a natural. It just feels very artificial. F plus. I, I added so I added some more. <laughs> I added some more water, and and after uh, another three drops, it's actually tasting pretty good. Uh, I'm not I'm not getting hit with yeah overwhelming smoke, um, but it's strong enough that I'm still picking up on the smoke. I gotta say it's a single note. I'm, mm. I'm not getting any real complexity. The finish yeah. is fading smoke. Yeah. Uh, maybe a hint of pepper, just as the as the alcohol burn fades. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not getting really tannic. I'm not getting hmm. lemony or anything. It's just yeah. The smoke is just sort of petering out. See, with the extra water, I am getting a little bit of a like light lemon zest and maybe just a titch of like allspice. Oh really? Hmm. But yeah, it, it is it is fairly one note. Um, I do think the extra water did this just, you know, it, it helped. Like, the, this this is one that's definitely a, I could do a rocks pour of this and not feel like I'm ruining my scotch. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely unusual. And, it, and, it's, and it, I don't know that we said, it, it's super pale to start with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Weems. It's easier to say than to read. You pronounce it weems. It's the Scots word for caves. As in the caves that pepper... The rocky shore of Fife, where Weems Castle looks out to the sea, as well as being the name of an imposing castle and a historic family, it is now a very special range of malt whiskies. And good on the copywriter who wrote that. And uh, so this is bottle number three thirty-seven from August twenty eleven. Um, oh, three thirty-seven. There's your problem. No, you should have got the three thirty-five. Oh, idiot! That's, that's really where they hit the mark. Age really. fifteen years, cask type, cask type, hogshead. This handcrafted malt whiskey brought to you by the Weems family. If you feel moved to toast them, remember it's pronounced Weems. Stop telling us that. The Jesus, name means it. caves in Scots, and it evokes the rocky shore of Fife. Where Weems Castle, Weems, yeah, has looked out at sea for over 800 years. Seems like you're reading mostly the same thing there. Yeah. Add their long-standing passion for malt whiskey to their expertise, the expertise of Charlie McLean, and you get... What? <laughs> you, you get a classic Christmas movie. I'm sorry. What? No. McLean? McLean! Um, and you get a unique collection of connoisseur malts. Each individual cask is named according to its flavors and aromas. Neither are the malts chill-filtered, nor do they have any additional coloring. Or coloring, if because they spell With a U. Oh, yeah. That's the a wrong way of spelling things. Hence, it arrives at its natural state. Enjoy. David, third Earl of... Weems. Copperhead Road. Hi, I'm Steve Earl for Weems Vintage Malts. Copperhead Road. Why is this endorsed by Steve Earl? We don't know. Copperhead Road. He has more songs. Copperhead Road. This signature guarantees this whiskey's authenticity. <laughs> Weems. Now, I won't read it, but there is an entire booklet of Cork oh. Dormery. Oh, my God. From Lord Elko. David Lord Elko, heir to the fifth Earl of Weems, Copperhead Road, who is a friend of Bonnie Prince Charlie, and it goes on from there. Oh. So, so the question is: Is this a distillery or is it a independent bottler? I, I'm, I'm a little. I think it's a partner of Bonnie Prince Billy. See, when he says he's Lord Elko, I just think imagine somebody being the Lord of Elko, Minnesota. Oh, Elko yeah. Flea Market, my yeah, favorite, the yeah. Speedway. Okay, so, I bitter enemies is, with I the Duke of New Craig. by them <laughs> yeah. bottle. Yeah, I think I think I think this is another independent oh. bottle. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this this one like it, it's the fifteen year a matter of smoke single cask. So yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is it definitely is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a punch in the face of smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, we put um, a gallon of liquid smoke and we didn't know what to do with it, so we <laughs> poured it in the cask. <laughs> Straight to you. <laughs> Snort away. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I got such mixed feelings. Wet, it was actually okay. Dry, it was a little... Much as I like smoke. Yeah. It was a little... Oh, uh, what's the percentage? Let me, uh, 46. Well, 
a little high. But I, I can't bring myself to be like, that was delicious. It was like, that was interesting. That had, yeah. it wasn't, it, it was memorable. So using interesting in the Midwestern way of saying that? Yeah, a little bit. Like 50-50. It was interesting. I know how to say weems. <laughs> God, I'm torn because it's, it's not above a three. But I'm torn about like, I don't dislike it. <clears throat> I'm going to go two nine. Just, just below like a balancing act of there was some good, there was some bad. It was just like a little less good than there was, there was stuff I didn't like. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go down to 1.5 on this one. Um, I'm not a big Scotch drinker because, like, that smoke yeah. thing like really bugs the hell out of me. And this is the kind of Scotch mm-hmm. that I was first introduced to, and that I didn't like. Like, this is mm. for me. It's like avoid Bowmore. Uh, yeah, like, like, yeah. like I could not sit and drink even a whole glass of this like mm-hmm. you know, let alone like have this as the bottle for the night like this is just not something that I can get into yeah I would rec- definitely recommend well the thing is the peatiness doesn't necessarily make it smoky so there are definitely some things like Cowell Isla and um, Lafroig mm-hmm. depending on the expression Mm-hmm. That you still probably would enjoy because you like the peated, the last show's peated one. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. It was um, a little bit had a little hint of smoke to it, but not but not like this. You're like, gonna get it, some hint of smoke with peated. Yeah, that's just usually uh, yeah. Well, default. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I. I I may have rated it higher, but I do not disagree with a single thing you said. <laughs> well, I think a lot of that just comes down to personal, like... Yeah, you know, but it, taste, it was you know. it was overly smoked. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I think I'm going down to a 1.0. Because, man, I, I wouldn't drink this, to Derek's point, like, because I like it or for pleasure... I would well, do this dare. if I want to punish myself, or I hate. I already hate myself, but I I wouldn't even hate myself this much. I will say I I douse this thing in more water, and it has a, it still has a weird um, plasticky taste to it for me. Yeah. Also, Weems sounds like a kid who gets his ass kicked by a bike rack in middle school, <laughs> and maybe that's a little autobiographical. And maybe I knew a kid named Weems, or maybe I'm just making that up. I just feel like it's a shit name. Hey, Weems, where are you going? We're kicking your ass at 305, Weems. You're not calling my girlfriend a butthole again. Because um, that's the strongest words you said in middle school. At least oh, I man, did. guys, I'm so dead. Oh, man. Is there a way to get to my bike before the kick my butt? Um, yeah, man, Weems. And I don't like the fact that, you know, it was endorsed by Steve Earle. I don't like that guy. Copperhead Road! <laughs> I don't know why that hit my hit my head. I was just that was a thing. Sorry, I'm done. So so because it hasn't come up before, I I, I need to make a mention. One of the things that that, that Sam did over the course of the pandemic, uh, was little, Copperhead Road over and over. It was a little thing called the Cuddle Bar, and yeah. and it was a very interesting little uh, thing that you were doing. You you you'd break out like LPs that no one had ever heard of that you'd bought on the on a whim because the cover looked. Like goofy or interesting. And, yeah, and some of them were absolutely fantastic, and and for those of us who were tuning in on a regular basis, became running jokes, and yep. other ones were just utter trash. It's like there's a reason no one's heard of this, and it's fine. And, so, and like, we would rate it, and like yeah. the live stream, would yeah, rate and and, 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 it was, and it was a great lot of fun, and I, and I I deeply appreciate that you had that for us to tune in on a, on a regular basis. That was a, that was a lot of fun, and, and yeah, thanks man. for for some of us who were who were. Like regular attendees of, of your little Facebook live stream thing, like there's they're still running jokes among some of us that we we kept going. That's awesome. Um, so it's like you making the musical references. Yep, yeah, this 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 is this is to be expected. That's what I do. This, thank you, Sam. You're, you're of living course. up to expectations. Yeah. Um, as as far as as this bottle and, and me and reading it, I'm I'm going to be the odd one out. Hmm. Uh, while I agree with with Sam's thing, there's this artificial like nasty behind it somewhere. The rest of it. I, I kind of dug it. Okay. Um, like, it, it's certainly not going to be a favorite. I'm not going to go out of my way to get another bottle of this. But I didn't hate this. This this mm. was this was more interesting to me than a Glenlivet, but it was certainly 
interesting in a there, there's it's not all positive here, hmm. but I'm I'm gonna give it a three two five. Oh, I like, I like um, this more than the Omar that we had. Well, That's you good. know, I'd rather drink something as whether it's a fringe show or a scotch. I'd rather have it be interesting and memorable, even if I'm not like, yay. <laughs> right. Somebody took a chance here. They did something interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't get this taste or this show like in the norm. By your average person would not do this mm-hmm. and would not make this particular scotch or produce this particular show. But they did something. I'm like, wow, their brain is wired a lot. Listen, you're most- hanging upside down, naked, and playing the trumpet. I don't get it, but you made a choice, Derek. It's an out of tune trumpet. All right, let's just make sure we get this straight because people it, like out of tune trumpets. It may not be my thing. Yep, I may not have enjoyed it, but I will remember this and I will think about it, or I will. You know, remember that, wow, I had this scotch from Weems. Weems. And uh, I'm not a big fan and I don't want to, don't want it. Yeah. But I remember it as opposed to, oh, did we have some other scotch that I don't remember? Whatever. Yeah. I, that's oh. a good point. And Cedius, like, I totally dig where you're coming from because this is not anything we've had, tonight, even tonight. And we're not, you know, I'm not a... I'm not, not a scotch drinker. No, I don't have a scotch podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, just tonight, of the ones we drank, this was the most unique, maybe not in my favorite way. But yeah, it's uh, I, I'll respect like something that's not boring and talentless. I'll go ahead and respect that, um, even if I wouldn't score it as high, but I totally respect the score. Yeah. I don't respect Malort. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never actually had Malort. Ooh, I don't think well, I have. Well, now you have to. Yeah. Before you leave, well, no. Come no. ahead, road. <laughs> nope, nope. I and, as as much as I occasionally like to have liquor to punish people, um, and, and Lord definitely falls in that category. I do not have a bottle. Why? Why is it? Why is it or, so? I thought punish, it was a Wisconsin thing. Punishing. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Oh, it's Chicago. Okay. Oh, Chicago. Well. Well, I've, I'm from downstate Illinois, so, you know, we're trained from an early age to you, dislike might... anything from Chicago. You know? <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, though. So so what I've discovered about Malort is there seems to be a radius around Chicago that, that dips a little bit towards St. Louis and, and, and maybe uh, up towards Michigan. But, like, those people will like it. If you're outside of that radius, you won't. Hmm. And so yeah. you, you might have it in your blood, whether you like it or not, that it's not going to, you won't have hate on it. Like Old Milwaukee there. or something? What is that? The Beast. Blatz. Blatz. Relax, you got a Blatz beer coming. <laughs> Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, I never heard of that. <gasps> I'm from the Wait, South, man. We, don't, oh, we, oh. we drink they, like radiator I, fluid. Yeah. <laughs> That's our high, dude. Filtered, filtered <laughs> That's our high square. You know That's how good. we get our you know kicks. You are drinking good stuff if you haven't gone blind. That's, That's right. A, there was a guy who did uh, a, a regular comic strip at, at my college, and um, they made a lot of jokes about Pfeiffer, which hmm. at that time was the $5 case of beer. Oh. That was that was if you went to the to Firehouse Liquor, you'd get a case of beer, and Pfeiffer was the cheapest. Hmm. Didn't matter what week. Yep. That was... Didn't matter what was on sale, Pfeiffer was the cheapest. See, um, for us... Platts was like... Just like no one went, ooh, you got the good stuff, but it was slightly better than Pfeiffer. And he he did this comic strip where he kept beating it to where the the, the comic strip read Pfeiffer, 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 Pfeiffer. <laughs> that was it. I don't think we. I mean, we had some signature shitty beer, but we were always big on like Thunderbird because Thunderbird is that shitty liquor where oh, yeah. they had the uh, commercials like. What's the word? Thunderbird. What's the price? Dollar twice. What's the action? Satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Thunderbird, Four Roses, Four Colt roses. 45, mm-hmm. like all those like malted. like Anything that yeah. uh, Billy D. Williams would be part of, <laughs> then you knew it was classy and you had to drink it. At Fest, I always enjoyed people saying, I'm going to go, or they, they would be drinking Guinness and they're like, oh, I got to go make some Pabst. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, there, there's some shitty, shitty beer out there, mm. and you have to be a, a poor college student not to appreciate it, but to appreciate that it existed. Yeah. That, I, have you ever had Kirkland brand light beer? <laughs> no. Oh my because god. Because I'm not a poor college student anymore, and I don't do that kind of shit. 
Oh, well, for my, my old theater company, somebody went and bought a, like, 128-pack of that for one of our mm. fundraiser events, and we still had it on hand, like, six months later. Yeah. That's awesome! And That's... I, I love the fact that it was just Kirkland brand, and the can literally just said, light beer. <laughs> that is just... No frills. That's yeah. it's all we can no, afford. So, so, so my little thing that I've been doing since becoming unemployed is I decided <laughs> I was going to do the Minnesota School of Bartending thing. Oh, yeah. And so I, I've been forced to to look at and try to to learn the labels of a bunch of beers because beers is not my thing. And so there's the sheer number of like things like, okay, I know I've seen that. I know I've seen that. I know I've smelled that and it makes me vomit. Like just all of like anything lager is probably not going to be my deal. But yeah. like, yeah, just... There's so many. Wait a minute. Is that is that the one that's on uh, University yeah. in St. Paul? It's still there? It's still there. Is there a crooked pool hall next to it anymore? I don't think the pool hall is there. There's a Korean I, pool hall. But I'll, like I'll, I'll admit, I haven't really checked the neighborhood all that much. I've just, just gone in for my classes and, and, and ducked. But so it's like Naughty Greek is next door. It used to be the old uh, the Greek Gremlin place, space. The, the, the Greek place is oh. no longer there. Remember where the old yeah, Gremlin, yeah. Gremlin Theater? Yeah. Oh, Naughty... No. Yeah, I thought there was... Is it still around the corner? Anyway, yeah. So I can't believe that's one of the few holdouts is the Minnesota School of Bartending. Because yeah. now there's a Jimmy John's in the corner, but I don't know what the hell it was before. Mm-hmm. But that Minnesota School of oh, Bartending... bartending. The Jimmy, Jimmy John's, John's been there for a long time. Has it been there? Because yeah. I don't know if it was there when Gremlin was there. It was. Was it? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I know Amber, when she did shows that were there, she would always go and get a sandwich. Because I, exactly. I know the I liquor store is still across. Yeah. Yep. That liquor store is still there. The yeah, light rail. Yeah. Oh, Saint. Well, so uh, let's see. If we are halfway through, uh, if this is coming out in the middle of August, uh, well, I mean, it, ish. So. It, if if I do what I want to try to do, maybe this will still come out before Fringe happens. I'll need like jam things. Let, like, but sit, this will probably come out in the middle of the Fringe run. But however, let us let us ma- uh, make sure that your Fringe show is mentioned. So it is uh, our show, which is now over. I'm sorry you missed it because the Fringe <laughs> Festival's over. Well, it might uh, be halfway over. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's called Stabby Stab Stab. It is at the Crane Theater um, in Northeast Minneapolis. And uh, we talked about this earlier, but it's uh, it's about uh, this incident that happened in Wisconsin about eight or nine years ago, where two young girls stabbed their friend because they were trying to appease Slender Man. It's a really weird story, and Sam and I, Sam and I, we just get to play the music for it. So that's right. <laughs> we, we let the girls do the really disturbing stuff, and one of them wrote it. Nissa, yeah, mm-hmm. Morgan uh, actually wrote it. Um, so she's fascinated by that kind of stuff. And again, it was presented as part of the uh, Twin Cities Horror Festival last year. Did good business. Sold out, I think, every performance. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So luckily, you know, we're, we're redoing it now um, and as sort of a remount. And we, it, it's, it's coming together really well. Fresh um, steps. Yep, fresh stabs. Now, are you keeping it in the studio space or are you moving to the main stage? Yes, still studio in the space. studio okay. space. So it has a nice, intimate, uh, very dark weirdly lit sort of uh, thing and it's a really fun um, it's going to be a really fun time uh, even especially if you love horror I would like to promote uh, a little show a friend of mine from my hometown of Birmingham Alabama he's a touring artist named Chris Davis he's bringing a a production called Chris Davis Does Stuff he's technically doing two one man shows the first three shows are uh, his performance called Just Black Enough and the the last two shows will be Seriously, I'm Not Gay, formerly called Gay the Prey Away. But yeah, uh, Chris Davis, and that's going to be at Strike Theater. Uh, please Google or hit that search bar on the Minnesota Fringe website and type in Chris Davis Does Stuff, because he's a touring artist and needs all of our wonderful Minnesota uh, support. Very cool. And now comes the time... You've had two weeks to think about it. Mm-hmm. It is now the time for the toast to be toasted out from the show. Okay. Pour this in. in the two weeks you've had to think about this, have you come up with a toast? I've got one. All right. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Here, here. <laughs>